0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, June the 22nd, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On June 22nd, 1940, during World War II, Adolf Hitler gained a stunning victory as France was forced to sign an armistice just eight days after German forces overran Paris. That's why France was so grateful to the Allies, and particularly the United States. They were later saved from the German domination, from Hitler's domination. He sent us the Statue of Liberty. Today in 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte abdicated for a second time, it was his second try, as Emperor of the French. Interesting story. We don't have time to get into it, but it's a very, very interesting story how that came about. Today in 1870, the United States Department of Justice was created. Today, in 1941, Nazi Germany launched Operation Barbarossa, a massive invasion of the Soviet Union. Today, in 1944, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the GI Bill of Rights. Today, in 1945, the World War II Battle of Okinawa ended with an Allied victory, as many of you know. Today, in 1992, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously ruled that hate crime laws that banned cross burning and similar expressions of racial bias violated free speech rights. The Bible says in Psalm 103, verses 3 and 4, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. We live in a crass world today. The language is is crass, the actions are, just the whole attitude, it's all changed. It didn't used to be that way. It wasn't that way when I was a kid. It wasn't that way when I was a teenager. Unless I've forgotten. I don't think I have. I think our world has become much more just crass and just rude and violent, really, in the midst of that we can get lost and we can. this can so affect us and so taint our thinking during the course of, just the course of the day, we can forget all the benefits of the Lord. So, the word of the Lord today is to remember all of the benefits. He forgives us of our sins. He heals us emotionally and physically. He redeems our life and has redeemed our life from destruction if we have accepted His Son Jesus Christ as our Savior. If not, the redemption is there, but we haven't received it until we receive His Son Jesus Christ. That is the only way to eternal life, to God Himself, is through His Son. But he redeems our lives from destruction. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. When you see a crazy upside-down world today, and and it is, and you will see it, just remember that God is in control. God loves you, and he's done these wonderful things for all of us. And his mercies are new every morning. Moment by moment, day by day, morning by morning. New mercies, I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Well, there's a new gun law coming. People are celebrating in Washington, D.C. I don't think they should be. I don't think the, the... Conservatives should be celebrating a whole lot. i disappointed in a number of them. I know it's a sad, it's a very vulnerable, raw moment when our children are mowed down with a gun in a schoolhouse, and it happens too often in America. Now we're reacting to the latest massacre. They said last night, yesterday, they put out this bill. It's about 60 pages long. And they didn't even have time to read it, but they rushed to pass it. It looks like it's on its way. At least they passed it into debate and discussion. Everybody there that's watching this thing in real time is saying it's probably going to pass. The proposed bill is titled Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. It's going to allocate $750 million dollars to help states implement extreme risk protection order programs, also known as red flag laws. The Wall Street Journal is all over this this morning, and a number of other conservative uh, news organizations are talking about it, and they're saying, boy, you know, we don't want kids to keep getting shot in schools, but this isn't the answer. This legislation includes funding for mental health and school safety measures, among other things, according to the Wall Street Journal, the bill also seeks to expand or current regulations to bar even dating partners convicted of domestic abuse from purchasing a firearm. This is a mighty leap. It's not a step. It's a leap toward more absolute gun control. It will not solve the problems. And Anyone who's clear thinking on this issue knows it. Unfortunately, this legislation has received support from both Democrat Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, not surprising, but Republican Senator Minority Leader Mitch McConnell as well. There's also 14 Republicans who have signed on to this. I guess they want to go home and say, man, we're, we're protecting the kids, but this doesn't protect. I mean, nobody in America wants to see our kids get shot at school or anywhere else or anyone else for that matter. The vote is still open this morning but there are 14 Republicans that are are signed on as they're going to vote their official votes going to be uh, A, yes as Blunt and Burr and uh, Capito Cat, uh, Cassidy Collins, Cornyn Ernst, Graham McConnell, Murkowski Portman, Romney, Tillis and Young and um as I said, it's very disappointing. Michelle Malkin used to be a reporter for the Seattle Times. I don't know if those of you in Seattle knew that. I mean, I, I didn't actually know her. I bumped into her a couple of times, and I remember when she was there, she wrote some profound stories, but she was really out of out of her wheelhouse because she's very, very conservative, and the Seattle Times, of course, is not and, uh, but she worked there. She was a, a reporter for them for some years. It's been a number of years ago. I can't remember, but uh, I remember her and, and her writing because it, it just had a different uh, tempo and what I first became aware of her. And um, so anyway, she moved on and she writes columns now and she has a, a ministry, a, an organization. But um, she, I as I said, I don't know her. I, I don't think I've ever met her, but. I I have a lot of respect for her. She wrote a piece this morning. I want to just share a part of it with you. She said, here we go again. The Beltway Swamp's impulse to pretend to do something in the wake of a mass school shooting committed by a homicidal maniac has put America on the brink of greenlighting untold civil liberties abuses in the name of safety. The grandstanding gun-grabbing reflex is a hard habit to break. Shamefully, she says, 10, it's now 14, She wrote this yesterday, published it this morning, but shamefully, uh, 10 zucchini-noodled spined Senate Republicans led by Texas GOP Senator John Cornyn back a federal gun control plan that would would bribe states to adopt so-called red flag, also known as extreme risk protection order laws. She said this psychological profiling weapons now in effect in 19 states empower disgruntled strangers. duplicitous family members, biased police, and ideologically driven judges to disarm citizens by labeling them mental health threats to themselves and others. Red flaggers, she says, can manufacture tone, the content of what you're saying, and will even ascribe actions to you that you did not perform. The potential for mass deprivation of civil liberties, I'm quoting her, simply cannot be understood in the context of end-stage America's woke psychosis. If you stray from the politically correct position on incompetence, guns, masks, vaccines, transgenders in sports, drag queen story hour, election fraud, demographic transformation, Black Lives Matter, or abortion, you and your children can be tagged, flagged, and bagged for life. The inmates run the asylum. And Republican traders are supplying the keys. Well, that's kind of how I felt. That's why I shared that with you. In recent months, Disney, Disney told Florida Governor DeSantis, and we talked about that on this program. They basically said, Governor DeSantis, take a hike. We're Disney. We do what we want. So he did. He took a hike. They told him to take his values with him. He did that, too. He took a hike and took his values, and he walked over to the state legislature. I talked about this on this program a couple of weeks ago. I hope you remember. I hope you were listening. But in the twinkling of an eye, Disney no longer enjoyed the luxury of autonomy, essentially state law exemption in many areas. When Disney was created, Disney was family-friendly, and everybody loved Disney. And they love Walt Disney, who created it all. And when Disney was creating the Disney World in Florida, after the success of Disneyland in Southern California, they carved out a lot of uh, a lot of benefits to Disney to put Disney World in uh, where it is there in Orlando, in Florida. And they like they didn't have to go through zoning laws, and there were a whole bunch of things that they didn't have to do. to to move forward and to expand this family-friendly, wonderful place. The happiest place on earth, Walt called it. He said, that's what we are trying to build, the happiest place on earth. So they didn't, they had all these benefits. So anyway, fast forward 60 years, and they still have the benefits. But they're no longer family-friendly. They're very friendly, family-unfriendly, unless you happen to be a, have some perversion that you've embraced in the, in your family. I mean, honestly, for 99% of Americans, they're not family friendly and they're going the wrong way on the issue. So governor DeSantis said, I'm, he said, it's not retaliation. He said, we were giving the benefits and the tax losses that they didn't have to pay to the state. He said, we were giving that to them because they benefited the people so much. Now, he said, they've turned on the nuclear family or the ordinary family. Ordinary families don't want their children to be exposed to what Disney now is committed to. So they revoked that. that. Disney didn't think they would do it. In fact, newscasters were saying, and I was reading some pretty big guys, I mean, smart guys in the news. They were saying, well, you know, Governor DeSantis is threatening to do this, but that won't happen. It would have too much of an effect on Florida and blah, blah, blah. Well, the next morning they got up and said oh he did it and he did and he said i he said i'm not reacting against them he said i'm just saying if they don't want to contribute to the to the well-being of the people of florida and the united states and elsewhere then we're not going to contribute to their well-being it was very simple so <laughs> disney had reacted specifically to this newly passed florida law criminalizing Basically, child porn. It was a real setback for the indoctrination of kids as young as five in our public schools. You remember that. We talked about it. We now know it wasn't only Governor DeSantis and the parents who bring the kids to Florida for a fun family experience. The global community has now kind of spoken to Disney and said, yeah, we kind of agree with that Florida guy, the governor. Here's how they responded. Let me tell you the story, the next version, the next chapter of the Disney story. In fact, I think Disney is creating their own destiny. And it doesn't look good for them, in my view. Breitbart News reports sarcastically, quote, So the child groomers at Walt Disney Company decided to gay up the Toy Story franchise. And it it has not only laid an egg in America... It bombed all over the world. Indeed, it did. Their reference to child groomers is a term that they started using back, I don't know, several months ago. I noticed it showing up in some of their reporting. But it refers to an article specifically that they published back on March 25th. I looked it up because I just wanted to reference it to you to give you a context of, of how this thing has played out because we live in a world today where uh, we've raised a, a generation of kids, in my view, and I love kids. I was a youth pastor, as many of you know, for many years, probably longer than I should have liked to killed me. Anyway, um, in fact, some of my friends joke a little and say that's why Gary doesn't have any hair on top of his head. He was a youth pastor too long. That may be true. But I love kids, and Marjorie and I still love kids, and we still talk about our time as youth in youth ministry and youth pastors great times challenging and not a lot of sleep and always on the go but it was great i love kids but we've raised a generation of kids and now young adults who kind of think and actually some of them do think there really aren't any consequences i mean you can just kind of do whatever you want if it doesn't work out you just sort of bump that that turnstile and and go to the next thing and, and move on, that there's no consequences. But all of us who are big boys and we wear big boy pants, we know in life that there are consequences. And the Bible has taught that from Genesis to Revelation. There are consequences. The things that we do, the things that we choose to do, the decisions we make. In fact, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We become those series of things that we believe in our heart. There are consequences in life. So anyway, the Walt Disney Company's full-throated support of sexually grooming prepubescent children is a game changer, Breitbart said. Good parents, and most parents are good parents, instinctively understand how important it is to preserve the child's innocence for as long as possible. Decent people do not need to be taught this. They just get it. You don't want to shield your child till they're 35 years old. I mean, that's not healthy. But the idea of exposing little kids to human sexuality to destroying that crucial piece of their innocence is something that decent people don't do and they don't want to do. This came after several of the Disney family demanded that Disney Company require at least 50% of their children's entertainment products going forward this was just a couple of months ago, contain LGBTQ-friendly indoctrination, 50%. So every other movie or every other piece you see coming out of Disney is going to have some embedded in it, some indoctrination towards transgenderism, homosexuality, whatever. And your little five-year-old kid or grandkid or great-grandkid is sitting in front of the TV, and they're going, wow, you know, what is that? They don't know what that is. But it penetrates their conscience, and it penetrates their innocence. And that's what these people are trying to do. They want to penetrate that innocence because that is called, and I think rightly so, grooming the child. And it's child abuse. It should be illegal. And thank God for Governor DeSantis. I don't know him, but I've I've never met him, but I've watched him, and I know what he's doing, and I sure like most of what he's doing, I'll tell you. Many Disney employees had threatened to quit, and it's hard to hire employees now. I think we all know that. I mean, these stores are closed or limited hours because they can't hire employees and so on. But they had threatened to quit if Disney didn't become a vocal and active supporter of the LGBTQ agenda, specifically the transgender movement. That's kind of the next extension of the... If you look at those letters, I mean, it's, I get tired of saying these letters, but I mean, there's no way to others to talk about this. And it is, it is, they've, they've the LGBTQ AI plus whatever has got its hands around the throat of America. And it's, it's bizarre. And sometimes it's hard for me personally to believe what I know to be true. But it is true. They've got their hands on the throat of this country, morally and, and physically. So the employees said, we'll just walk off the job. And there, I guess there's a lot of homosexuals that work for Disney World. And so, anyway, Disney paid the price. And they put the trans agenda in the faces of the governor, the legislatures, the parents, the children, who didn't want that kind of a Disney experience. And they edited into their soon-to-be release, their new blockbuster release this same-sex kiss, just to show all of the gays in the world that they're on board, that they're following through, they're doing what they said they would do. So, as I said, it seems to me that Disney is creating their own destiny, and it's not pretty. Oh, they have a lot of money. It's going to take a while, but if they continue on this path, not because I think so, but because... God thinks so. The future is not going to be bright. For what Walt dreamed to be something very productive to family life and to happiness and so on. Toy Story, the episode Lightyear. That was their new blockbuster. They released it this past weekend. They released it on this past weekend, according to their PR stuff, to be able to capture the largest possible audience in America related to Father's Day and Juneteenth and around the world. Experts in Hollywood projected, Dateline and others, that they do that's what they do for a living, and they're usually pretty correct in their projections. But these experts in Hollywood projected that Lightyear would gross release this last weekend so that they could get more people because people are celebrating and so on. Would grow 70 to 85 million dollars domestic. The experts were projecting that, and the experts were saying that the movie *Lightyear* would do another 50 to 60 million offshore for a worldwide opening of 135 million dollars. It didn't happen. It wasn't even close. Instead, this gade-up *Toy Story* movie crash-landed with a 51 million dollar domestic opening and only an additional 34 million offshore for a worldwide total income and I know I mean t- to us little people man that's a lot of money but this world their worldwide income for the release was 85.6 million as opposed to the projected 135 million that's bad it cost 200 million dollars to produce this well, I looked into it it cost 200 million dollars to produce this movie. Disney spent 100 million on worldwide promotion. That's 300 million dollars. That means that Disney would have to gross about 550 to 650 million dollars, with cuts going to the theaters and all that kind of thing, and the channels that carry it, and one thing another. So they'd have to gross about 550 to 650 million just to break even. And now those same experts just 48 hours later, are saying that's not likely. The experts are now saying that it, based on the dismal run-up run of this movie and the, the release of it, they don't think Disney will ever break even. They're going to lose perhaps several hundred million dollars on this movie. The stark reality is how perversion sears the conscience, and it disconnects people, Disney in this case, from reality. It's like I said, we've raised a generation. It is obviously resident in the thinking of Disney as a corporation that don't believe there's consequences. Well, we'll just do this. Are there consequences? Well, no. If if this doesn't work, we'll do something else. But we're committed. This This is the new human rights front lines and so on. Well, it's one thing for Disney to push for pornography to be allowed in public school classrooms because that affects your kids, not their kids in their mind, apparently. But it certainly doesn't hit their bottom line. But it's quite another matter when their insanity costs them hundreds of millions of dollars in lost revenue, all for a same-sex kiss. That's a kiss of betrayal to families that made the Disney company possible in the first place. Sometimes we, on this, because we've been taught that we've got to separate church and state, we try to separate church from everything and make it separate. We're Christians, and we go to church, we love the Lord, and that's our kind of our religious compartment, but in the real world, it's different, it's separated, it, it, it's not the same, it's not intertwined, it's not related, but everything is related. It all comes down to spirituality. It all comes down to what we believe in our hearts. Kellogg had their own catastrophe in this same regard. Fox News, interestingly enough, reported on this this weekend that the Kellogg company announced yesterday, uh, on Monday, or Tuesday, that it will separate the company into three independent public companies to better exploit their business growth opportunities. When I saw that, I thought, hmm, that's an interesting thing. I'm not a business expert, but I thought, man, that's interesting. Keep in mind that Kellogg Company is one of the original perpetrators of woke capitalism. But the real story, you go back to a 2017 story. Every time an American family picks up a box of Kellogg cereal, I'm quoting, at the grocery store, it's contributing to the wealthy, radical, left-wing foundation that agitates for open borders, supports George Soros open society, uh, Institute and pushes a host of left wing causes. The WK Kellogg foundation is the largest shareholder. They are, the story goes on to say, this is 2017 goes on to say that the, the, they own approximately $5.2 billion in stock. So the Kellogg family, the Kellogg foundation was pushing the company. Does that sound familiar? Same as Disney pushing the company to, um, To go all out on the George Soros open society, open borders, and all of that left-wing part of this. Different emphasis, but it's the same kind of thinking. Kellogg Company called for blacklisting of news uh, organizations that, that talked about this in a negative sense and so on. Well, some of them, including Breitbart, launched a hashtag dump Kellogg's boycott in response to this. People became aware they stopped picking up Kellogg's on the, when they walked down the aisle in the grocery store. And we haven't heard much about it, but that has been so debilitating to Kellogg's that they're now splitting their company into three different parts. Yes, it's for uh, financial opportunity, but it's because they are massively losing market share. Because people walk down the aisle and say, oh, I don't think I'm going to buy Kellogg's cornflakes. I'll get... XYZ, General Miller, whoever, cornflakes. I mean, I don't care who makes the cornflakes. They didn't think there would be consequences. There are. Most Americans, religious or not, are willing to tolerate lifestyles and beliefs that are different from their own. But there's a point where activists and activist companies try to force people to celebrate those things and reorder the culture to celebrate those things and beliefs and behaviors. People become fed up with it, and people are getting fed up. Those same people then become angry when those activists try to indoctrinate and groom their children. And I think we all know people are getting angry. This may bring about something, and I believe very likely it will, that's positive, that's good, because that's what God does in these kinds of circumstances. He brings good out of evil. Thanks for being with me today, and thank you for your support. We need it. I'll see you tomorrow.